Happy Saturday night, and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Straight Wrestling Show. Got the Don. I see you there, Delonte. What up? What up? What's up, man? What's going on, Don? Not much. So we we got the the results to last well this morning's Super Showdown. Let, 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 let's let's get into that because I'm 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 shocked. I'm happy. I mean, I, we we got a lot going on there. There were some interesting times that happened, uh, depending on where you're listening, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But the first match, which I was surprised that this is what he started, was uh, the New Day against the Bar, and they started it off rough, considering that I had to take an L the first match of the show. So uh, your new day beat my bar. Don't know why, <laughs> but um, you know we did talk about it though. Of uh, the pairing of Kofi and Xavier Woods actually panned out and looked really good. But uh, yeah, I took an L on that one. You go ahead and say what you got to say. I told you so. Ah, I, I told you so. Ah, all the way live. All the way live. I'm very upset about that. I just want to let you know. That was a rough thing to have, you know, a, a humble pie to eat at 5 o'clock in the morning. I, I, I had to serve it up one way or another. I had to get lucky once. Yeah, we'll see if lightning strikes twice because the next match uh, on the list was uh, the Bexter, Becky Lynch against uh, Charlotte. And yeah, we both uh, picked Charlotte and took the L on that one. Uh, you know match. what? I just I kind of thought she was going to come back and get it. Yeah, I was I was looking for a heel turn for Charlotte, something or a dirtiest player moment or anything like that. But I don't know what to say on that one. Uh, I mean, Becky did a great job, but Charlotte won. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Becky won. Charlotte did a great job, but Becky won. I know the rematch is Tuesday. So yeah, I want to see how that that plays out. We're still hoping that uh, Charlotte taps into her inner Ric Flair and actually, you know, just screws over Becky Lynch. But then again, Becky's run could take us all the way to the next pay per view uh, of Evolution, which happens at the end of this month, and then Charlotte could get it back. Then it all depends on what happens. We'll make a break. Truthfully, in my opinion, Becky's career for the next, what, two years? Yeah. She, she may get, end up getting paired with uh, R-Truth as well. The Mellow Truth Becky money or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens if Becky loses that title. <clears throat> Third match was uh, Super Cena and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley against KO and Elias. What really struck me as something interesting when I was watching that is that Elias was really playing up the face roll to the crowd to Kevin Owens' strong heel, which was interesting that that happened that way, even though they were going up against Super Cena and Bobby Lashley, to which it really was pointless for Lashley to be there. I'm just saying that because John Cena could do it all himself in a big match environment, but we did a uh, tie on that one, Kevin. So that's one that we agreed upon and we were both right on that one. 
what are you, uh, your gentleman thoughts on that match? I, I caught the highlights of it, and I, I even caught that. Well, you know, normally I catch all the botches before I catch anything, especially from a pay per view. So I caught the the the, the Elias botch when uh, <laughs> he stopped short when uh, Bobby Lashley tried to jump over him, but mm-hmm. it pretty much happened the way we see it. Uh, yeah. Cena just came in and pretty much took over. Five moves of doom, plus one he learned from Jackie Chan. Cancel Christmas, that's your night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he looked good, though. Cena did look good. He looked nice and lean. I, I didn't see the, the Cena-Nikki moment, so I guess they're saving that for Total Bella's uh, season, what, four, five, six, who knows, whatever. You know, I don't really want it that mess. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens with that. The next out of the box, uh, their fourth match, was another one that we kind of agreed upon the way it should go. It didn't go that way because I totally missed the fact that the Iconics were Aussies. So Oscar and Naomi versus the Iconics, in my opinion, they played up to the crowd with the Iconics winning against, you know, that team. I mean – Oscar's on shaky ground. I mean, it's good that she uh, did the honors, but at the same time, she can't be taking all these losses in the tag team format and still be the Oscar of old. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I want to know um, the booking, you know, um, of Oscar. Like, you know, she was undefeated when she was in uh, NXT and. Now she's like losing. She, I think she lost like twice to Carmella. I'm like, how you make her? You know, a, a once dominant wrestler into like a doormat. Like, what's going on? Because she can't speak English that well. Mm. Nakamura can get a little bit more than Oscar, and that's why Nakamura can still be up there a little bit more. But Oscar, they, they have to script her her moments, which is one thing I wish. You know, they would take the Cena approach where Cena spent time learning Mandarin and now he's over there filming with Jackie Chan. That's all he's speaking for the last three months. Whereas Asuka and Shinsuke are over here. It's like, you guys, if you could get that promo thing down, we can overcome that hurdle and nobody will be ready for Asuka because Asuka can cut a promo and then go out there and do her thing. But you can see that this was a more, I guess, whimsical version of Asuka dancing and all that stuff, even though she's paired with Naomi and they're trying to play that up. But it just looked like they kind of old school WWF her instead of letting her keep what she had on NXT. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's what it kind of looked like to me. As long as they don't do what they did with, uh, uh, what was my man name? Taka Michinuku and just have her going, indeed. You know, as long as they don't do her like that. But uh, to Taka's okay. credit, though, he still has a move that people are doing that was done this morning or last night, depending on where you were. The Michinoku driver off the top rope was disgusting. But we'll get to that in a minute. Because <laughs> 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 that was like, oh, my God, I thought he killed him. I was waiting for Jim Ross to jump up on that one and uh, talk about him dying. But um, <laughs> fifth match of the night was uh, one that we also got wrong. I still don't understand this booking and why they went with this result, but AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe 
and I was not happy about it. But it also didn't seem like Joe had that strong fire like he had in the last match where he was just an animal and a beast. It looked like, I don't know, like they were kind of jet lagged. I don't know. But I wasn't happy with the fact that not only did Samoa Joe not win, but at the same time, it just wasn't match of the night. Like we had talked about last night, KG was like, yeah, that's got to be match of the night. And it wasn't. I'll tell you what I think match of the night was, which is the one I wasn't expecting to be match of the night, but we'll get to that. And it's actually, we'll get to it right now because it was the, the sixth match of the night. Uh, and my match of the night pick was Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. And we did go back and forth a little bit last night about Buddy Murphy and, um, you know, how he was a hometown boy. We both picked Buddy Murphy. We were both right with it being Buddy Murphy, but them boys put in some freaking work last night slash this morning in that match. Did both of you guys get a chance to catch that one? I, I saw the highlights. But, I haven't um, even seen highlights of that one. That whole match is a highlight. <laughs> like, Jesus. That's where that Michinoku driver off the top rope came from. Like, oh, my God. Uh, Cedric should have did it to that man. But it was a, a hell of a damn good match. Um, and they, they really did 205 live well. And neither one of them can put their head down and say, oh, there was something not left in that ring um, when they had their match. So, But, again, we were tied on that one, KG. So, whatever. But that was my match of the night pick. After that, you had the Hounds of Justice against Strong. All right, we had a little technical difficulty there. All right. That was probably AJ Styles paying us back for uh, <laughs> talking bad about how Samoa Joe should have won. I see how it is, AJ. But I was leading to the seventh match of the night, which was the Shield versus Strowman, Dolph, and Drew. The entrance was hot. What I, I thought was really cool about the entrance, well, which is normal, typical Shield coming down, but more so you could see how thick that crowd was because you kept losing the shield in the midst of the crowd as they were coming down. I mean, you couldn't really see them, but when they came out there and they jumped on their, their spots on uh, the ring apron and looked like shield of old, I knew it was about to go down and that match didn't disappoint. It was a match tonight, in my opinion, but you know, they did uh, pull out the victory with the shield played up on a Dean Ambrose moment where like, well, is he really turning? And the next thing, you know, they did the swerve that we talked about and Dean went and attacked and, you know, they, they did a hell of a good job. Yeah, I don't think they're going to turn him as of yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I did get a chance to catch a good chunk of that match. It was actually a good match, and I'm actually happy that the show won. I want to see how long um, Braun, Drew, and Dolph stick together. I have a feeling one of those three is going to turn. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah. See, this is I was thinking about this earlier, and it, it, it may seem a little far-fetched, but this is where a, another belt would come in and, and be pretty good. Okay, you got your light heavyweight championship. You got two heavyweight championships, tag team championships. You, know, uh, uh, you got U.S. title. Give me, bring me a TV championship back. No. Hoping you would say this, and you didn't say it. They have one belt they need to bring back, and it's the hardcore 
championship with the 24-7 rule, and Dean Ambrose could be the champion, and they can do just like they did when it was Crash Holly, and you're in the bathroom, about to go to the bathroom, and somebody jumping you, just all kind of crazy stuff. That's what I think they need to bring, bring back, man. That'd be amazing. They they don't allow you to bleed anymore, <laughs> so it's ne- it's never going to truly be hardcore anymore. Yeah, but they kind of get away with it, you know. You could bleed at TLC. Nah, no, well, that'd probably be the only place you'd be able to really defend it. But I, it's not enough belts to go around. That's true, especially for the women. But we'll see. Again, those that are listening. Support and watch the pay-per-view for the women in the first 24 hours so that way the, the pickup rate can be high and they can get their own show. This is the benchmark right here. If they can pull it off the first time, I'm quite sure Vince will sign off on it. Nothing's stopping them considering that it's his network. They just got – they need content. And they just added uh, – was it a, a lot of WCW content and some more SmackDown content and some – indie content, and probably soon some TNA content. We'll see how that works out. But if we support that, then they'll get their own show, and that would be pretty awesome. Speaking of awesome, good segue, eighth match of the night, Daniel Bryan, Miz, DB went ahead and won that one. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an interesting (laughs) setup here. So uh, I think that may be leading into Miz winning Money in the Bank and cashing in against Daniel Bryan, and it becomes a full match at WrestleMania instead of uh, an attempt that, you know, just goes one, two, three, and that's it. I think Daniel Bryan will probably kick out of a, a situation like that, and then it would turn into uh, a longer match or a triple threat match. But that's the only way I could see there being a, a WrestleMania culmination of their feud. But I was shocked that Daniel Bryan got that victory. I'm shocked at it right now, sitting here thinking about it. Because I did, if I'm not mistaken, we didn't we have the Miz winning that? Yeah, we both picked yeah. Miz. <sighs> I, I don't Crazy know. I just things happen in Australia, I guess. I, I kind of figured that this is this is this is going to end that feud, but this feud has to keep going all the way up to WrestleMania. This is how you put. It, it's a feud that's going to be the push that number one Daniel Bryan needs as he's on his way back. He needs this mm-hmm. push. But then also you're going to push the Miz back up to main event status where he belongs. Exactly. And Daniel Bryan needs a strong heel. Every time he has had the huge movement pop of the Yes movement, it's been against a strong heel with Triple H, with uh, currently in the Miz, and, you know, anybody else that's coming. If it's somebody strong, you can play up that Rey Mysterio, big man versus little man, all that stuff. But if Daniel Bryan goes into the fold again. It's almost like glad you came back, but now you're mid-card status. And I, I think uh, he deserves to be a little bit more than that. And we also may need to see Shane come back a little bit because Daniel Bryan versus Shane was something that they were hitting towards over a year ago. And that wouldn't done. I wouldn't mind seeing that at a WrestleMania either. Mm. So there's a couple of things that can happen, but I agree that they cannot let this feud go, but they've got to play it smart. If Shane going to come back, is he going to jump off top of a cage and give somebody a driving elbow through a table? Um, pretty well. They need it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they need it. Because I'm all for it. that. I, I, like, he it's, it looks like one of the most awkward elbows, but it's so beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. 
until he lands, and you're like, oh, God. But I give him props out of, you know, well, even Vince, I give props too. But just the, the thought that, okay, I'm going to climb up the, the cell, and I know he's not going to be there when I land. <laughs> but I'm going anyway. It's like, man, much respect for you, Shane O'Mac, just to take that bump and still want to keep going. I mean, that's, that's, that's why I love that company. I mean, you put your, your family where your mouth is. At that point, everybody's going to take the bump. Even Stephanie finally went through a table. So, you know, that's some big moves right there. And speaking of big moves and the front office and winning, which put us at one and one, I picked Triple H. You went with Old Fashioned. And Taker actually lost in a a legitimate way, like we talked about, with some great Shawn Michaels uh, run-ins. Kane was really pointless to be there, to be honest with you. He was just there for a couple spots. But the, the, the match between Triple H and Taker at some moments went a little long, and there was a couple of bigger holes that could have been filled. But once they really started getting into, you know, the major no DQ stuff and, and everything, I thought it, it, it started to pan out, and the ending was liquid gold. That was worth the wait in just watching that match. Or, you know, the ending and how Triple H got the, the victory. And then I was like, they can't leave it that way. You know, they've been raising arms too long. And then for Taker and Kane to go ahead and do the, the swerve and turn on Triple H and Sean, I was like, yep, that's much better. So it saved face for Taker. Sean did a great job. It also potentially could set up for Sean and Taker. AJ Styles needs to stop playing. That's all I'm saying. Every time. button. Every Get time. about the control truck. <laughs> uh, now, you were saying that that could set up for uh, Sean and, and Taker? Yeah, at WrestleMania. I, I, that, I could see that potentially happening. You know what? As soon as you were saying that, that's when we, we, we had to drop. So, my first reaction was no, no, not again. This The, the Undertaker shouldn't be coming back to take L's number one. But I'm thinking the other way. I'm thinking it's setting up for Undertaker Triple H at uh, at, at at WrestleMania. But this is where Triple H calls it a career. Really, it's Un- a retirement match. The Undertaker takes him out the way Shawn Michaels took out Ric Flair. The way the Undertaker took out Shawn Michaels. Mm. The way. Yeah. What was supposed to be how Brock Lesnar took out The Undertaker at WrestleMania, which should have been a retirement match, you know, right off into the sunset. But you you can never – you can't let the dead man go, so let him take out Triple H. But I think that should set up for one, you know, building up to it, you know, kind of sort of like a DX reunion because everybody loves a DX reunion. Right. And – just I, I don't know. I don't know about Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania. I mean, Shawn I, was taking some good bumps. He was still, you know, flipping and flying all over the place. So Shawn looks limber enough to be able to do it. But I will say, you know, we got to be careful what we wish for, because if uh, they do do that retirement match, that only means one thing is about to happen: with Triple H going full time back office, Vince is relinquishing a lot more control and the tides of the WWE are going to turn one way or another. 
well, you know, go good Vince Russo or bad Vince Russo style or good, you know, Vince McMahon style. Well, you, you know, if Vince gives up a lot more control, the only thing you won't see a lot of, you won't see a lot of Roman Reigns being shoved down your throat as champion. I don't know. Uh, Trips is uh, pretty high on Reigns. Mm. I heard Vince is way high on yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to build. You got to let it happen naturally. And they could have had a chance to let it him naturally be a heel coming out of the shield. But, they, they you know, they, they started pushing him into that John Cena face role. And he's just not John Cena. He's just not transcending the, the business the way John Cena did. He's, he's just not big match Roman as of yet. He's got the same five moves of doom. But <laughs> you know what? He's not there. It's funny you say AJ that. AJ is their guy. Yeah, but in a way, him being on SmackDown, I don't feel he's getting that A-list exposure. Not taking nothing away from SmackDown, but Raw's always been the big dog, right. and Smack SmackDown came up for a little while because that's when you had. You know, whatever happened on Raw spilled over to SmackDown. SmackDown wasn't an own, its own separate show. Mm-hmm. It's like everything from Raw would spill over to SmackDown. Then, you know, you would get the recap on Shotgun Saturday night. And then mm-hmm. a little bit of what happened between Thursday and Saturday would spill over on the Sunday night heat. Yep. We don't we don't get that spillage anymore because it's everybody's their own entity. It's all and I don't that's one thing I don't like about the branding. Because you don't get to really see everybody. It's not enough time to see everyone. Yeah, well, yeah, because SmackDown's on that, that two-hour run. But we'll see if, actually, they really don't want to take it three hours. But if they did take it three hours, you would have a little bit more, which would give them the opportunity to call more people up from SmackDown, I mean, from NXT, so that way you could fill that void a little bit and really establish what was going on. But, you know, the golden era of SmackDown was when, Paul Heyman was writing the show. <laughs> he was producing the show. I mean, everything was crazy and chaotic and just it was living up to his name. And then the Heyman era ended and then it kind of went to limbo a little bit. Well, when they had to uh, fire uh, quite a few employees because of the network not doing the numbers that they needed, that's when I saw a lot of things kind of sort of looked bleak for a little while, but it has recovered and came back to where it's supposed to be. But I'm just – a lot of the storylines on SmackDown kind of sort of lack a little bit, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, they, they need to pull – if they can run the storylines like they do at NXT where you have the longer build and you've got more time, then I think that would really solve a lot of the problems for some of the storylines and other things. You can do it a, a one-month run and then just move over to the next thing. But then again, on the Raw side, you still got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable still facing the Ascension for like the 50th week. And I don't know where they're going with this, but they just keep doing it. Different variations like, oh, my God, if I see this match one more time. I don't care about either one of y'all right now. This is not glorious, but no, not at all. But see, you know, you, you know, it'd be great to see. You, you want, you know, Bobby Roode and everything. 
what you call James Storm, and you put big money back together and then let them take on the ascension. Hey, if they buy TNA, there's nothing stopping it. Oh, my God. I miss big money. I do, too. Sorry about your damn luck. <sighs> so that was a, the, the Super Showdown recap. As far as the, the standings go, I'm still one more win than KG. But for the Super Showdown itself, we were tied, one apiece, and everything else. He just followed me and agreed with what I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got my strategy down just yet. (laughs) No, but I mean, we did have quite a few rights. And then uh, there was a couple upsets that, you know, the the corporate machine just went a different way. And I was like, well, there's not too much we can do about that. You know something? I, I... just, I woke up this morning with just, well, I, I kind of, it was late morning because I was up trying to stay. I was like, I'm going to stay up till five. I made it to 4.14. Oh, no. And I, I, I was, it. that was done. So I was like, you know what? I'll just have to catch it uh, later on in the day. But I was talking to BJ a little while ago. We were just talking about wrestling in general. I sent him a clip of, uh, what was it, five years ago today, Goldust and Cody Rhodes won a tag team championships in WWE mm-hmm. and he he's been listening to Eric Bischoff's podcast 83 weeks and he said that that clip that I sent him of Goldust and Cody with Dusty outside the ring and he gave uh matter of fact they were wrestling the shield of all people and he gave uh, uh Dean Ambrose the bionic elbow I sent him I sent him the clip and I, I texted him. I said, this is one of the main reasons why I miss Dusty so much. Because I grew up knowing that I didn't have to have huge muscles in a six-pack. I could be a common man and still be a great wrestler. <laughs> and, yeah. And, like you said, the only man that made it cool to wear polka dots. But I say that to say, I think I didn't spark this fire again. I think if in the next couple of weeks... I can talk him into joining us. I, we got Delonte tonight for a little bit. But we might be able to get a whole round table to go. I think we might have to expand in two hours our dag on self. Uh-huh. That, that'll be amazing. Definitely, I say we can look forward to uh, pinning that down for one of the major pay-per-views and, and just talk uh, that or maybe, you know, just kick it old school and, and reminisce on the, the late 80s, early 90s and, and talk about the Attitude Era. And what really inspired us to just continue to watch uh, sports entertainment slash wrestling slash wrestling for all these years and, and what uh, superstars or, or and divas just stick out, you know, like a, a Dusty or a, a Jake the Snake or, um, you know, some of the people on my list that y'all in agree with should be in <laughs> certain hot spots. <laughs> that list, that list. <laughs> and even a John Cena in there somewhere um, and his ruthless aggression, even though I prefer to refer to him as the prototype, which he looked like almost with that hair before a prototype got the little spiky hair. But, you know, I was like, oh, man, it's almost like a throwback. I see you, John Cena. Jeez. Mm. So I, I hear you got a, a hot seat question. Indeed, I do. I don't, again, know what he's going to ask. So this is going to be an answer straight off the top of the brain, and we'll see where it leads based off of 
what the question is. All right, here we go. You finally got that sit-down meeting. Stephanie McMahon, yeah, Stephanie McMahon, Helmsley, is sitting across the table from you. No, no Triple H, no Vince, just you and her in the room. She says you got two minutes to wow me. Give me your perfect storyline. What you got? Oh man, I wouldn't even be able to survive that. I need like <laughs> twenty-two minutes. The first two minutes of my thing will be trying to comprehend the fact that Triple H isn't around and I can't think straight. <laughs> but uh, man, uh, the perfect storyline—that's going to be interesting. Just trying to figure out where would I, who would I build on? Uh, I think uh, I'll probably take a different approach, something outside the box that people would not be expecting, but it would be awesome to see the Hounds of Justice start to come back the way it needs to be because Strowman is still doing run-ins. They, Dolphin, Drew still have the tag titles, and they, you know, they've, they've still got the IC belt. The world title is lost to Brock Lesnar again, and the Shield is kind of – just going at it and they're kind of hungry they're trying to figure out what their next move is and then they decide at you know one of the major pay-per-views to take a walk in the back and who do they bump into just out of nowhere Paul Nash Hogan and it's just a stare down and that's where you leave it that's the cut of that backstage promo just a stare down next week Paul Nash and Hogan come out they go into the NWOI thing and talk about anniversaries or whatever it may be that they're, they're planning around for that time period or special that's going to be airing on the WWE network. And then you hear Sierra Hotel and then, bam, the shield come down and they stand outside the ring and they look at the uh, originators of gang warfare and they jump in the ring and beat down the NWO. And when I say beat down, I'm talking old school Nexus style beat down. So the ring is destroyed. The, the announced desk, somebody's gone through that. And then next week after that, you parlay that into uh, the NWO do a run in on Roman Reigns match. And we're wondering where Dean and Seth are. Dean and Seth have already been taken out because they've been hand trucked or locked into their dressing room. They can't get out, so Roman Reigns is all by himself. So then you see Hall, Nash, Hogan. From there, they take it to the next level, and then you see Triple H come out. Then you see Six Pac come out. Then you see Shawn Michaels come out. And now we've kind of merged the click together along with the NWO, and they beat down Roman Reigns. So now you've just got, you know, a, just gang warfare. And the week after that, it's going to be gang warfare that just erupts in different places. So it's going to start uh, as soon as Raw starts uh, after the, uh, the opening segment. Bam, you're going right into just a brawl in the back, and they're just fighting. And then you're in the middle of a match. Next thing you know, you see just another fight happens, and they're still fighting. It spills out into the match. People just getting beat down while they're having a match while these two groups are fighting each other. And then you parlay that and just keep going and going and going, one up in each other to lead to a WrestleMania match where the Shield's going to have to grab two more people 
and then they're just going to have one large six-man tag uh, or three three more people for the Shield, which could slot in John Cena for another WrestleMania moment. Um, you could do a Sting for nostalgia. You could do a Goldberg or somebody else that you could slot in there into those slots, and then you could just have one large gang warfare, falls count anywhere, no DQ, tables, ladders, chairs, whatever you want it to be match. Or you could put them in a cage, and they could all just settle it in a cage or a hell in a cell, whatever it may be, and that's where you'll get your big payoff at the end. That's where I would go. You already know what's going to happen when, when, once you, you sit there. And then you I love up. you, Stephanie. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Immediately, she's going to slide a contract over to you and tell you to sign it because you've just been hired as a writer. I keep mm-hmm. saying it. I have to call my kids like, y'all know I'm not coming home, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like sunshine on uh, uh, Harlem Nights. Yep. I'm not coming home ever. <laughs> I'm to let you know. You'll know daddy's on TV in the background, but that's about it. I'll hold the camera. That way you can see I'm there or something. I don't care. I, I say it pretty much every week. Somebody's going to really, really hear the scenarios you put out. And how you can, number one, you script a match. Number two, you, you build a storyline. And then you just put it all together. Well, Somebody's talk gonna... about what I would want to see. That I, I think the, the, the WWE universe and the wrestling universe will want to see, but just different. You know, not the same old cookie cutter, just different. You know, you want something that's going to spark it and get people talking at the, even though it doesn't really exist too much anymore with social media, but the water cooler, quote unquote, early in the morning or, or the Keurig now, I guess, is what it would be uh, at the Keurig. You know, hey, man, you see what happened on Raw? You know, and that type of thing is what would really, like I said, needs to push the WWE, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, into the, the forefront and the next level. Because they've got the entertainment stuff down, but sometimes they do need to revisit the W, and that being wrestling, and, and really – create that that strong storyline that's going to carry and just build and be unexpected and, and explode. And that, that's, that's all I would want to see, just, you know, opportunities like that and, you know, surprises that are not announced on the WWE Network or leaked by some media outlet or whatever. It's just, bam, oh, my God, I cannot believe this just happened. Like, please, 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 you know, Kenny Omega shows up or Cody shows up or somebody else you know, shows up, and then we go from there. Speaking of of Cody, uh, we we, we forgot this, I believe it was last week, where he won 10 pounds of gold Mm -hmm. and the NWA championship. And did you see the promo that he was cutting at the the interview desk? Where, not the interview desk, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, what do you call it, Uh, the news, what do they ask you, stuff, the... um, I'm totally brain farting on that one. But uh, he cut a strong promo when all the reporters were asking him post-match, when they were asking him questions. And he was talking about how he is Dusty's son and he is doing his daddy's business, basically is what it all boiled down to. And, you know, then he had to take it to, you know what? I need to calm down, honey. I need to calm down just to sit on my lap. Help me calm down. It's like, oh, my God, Cody, where were you at a WWE? This is like top-notch, you know, you should be in the upper echelon right now. We'd have gone a long way from Cody Lisp Rhodes 
to this strong talker right here that is confident of himself that can walk into a room, especially in WWE offices, and say, okay, here's how much I want to make. Here's how many dates I want to be there. And I want to be treated with competency that I know what I'm talking about on my character. And my character is Cody Rhodes, not Stardust. <clears throat> and then, unfortunately, Goldust is going to do the honors and put him over again. But I would really not like to see that happen. I'd like to see Goldust get beat and then look up at Cody and Cody puts his hand out and then you can kind of hear him say, Dustin, come on. And then he just wipes his face and then takes his brother's hand. And then that starts the Rhodes brothers. And that would be, that would be something right there. The Rhodes brothers winning uh, an IC title, the Rhodes brothers winning tag gold, the Rhodes brothers controlling the world championship and stuff like that. That would be some sick stuff as the Rhodes before Goldust retires and takes his rightful place in the halls of the WWE Hall of Fame. That would be amazing television to watch right there. Wow. I, you know what? I hadn't even got I hadn't even got that far. Jeez. And while we're talking about far, somebody signed damn Jay Lethal. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I now I do agree with that. Do you realize that Dustin Rose has been gold dust for twenty three years? Yep. And and it was one of those gimmicks just like his dad got that what do I do with this? You want me to be androgynous? I don't even know what androgynous is. (laughs) And he made gold dust. And that was one of the things, just like Dusty with uh, some polka dots. Here, here's what you're going to wear. Okay. But he made polka dots. And that's an amazing sign of strong talent. That's lineage. And that's that's genetics. Just like going from Ric Flair to Charlotte Flair. It's genetics. It's in your blood. Cowboy Bob Orton, Randy Orton. It's just genetics. You just know it. It's muscle memory, and you didn't even know you had the muscle. And then, bam, you're able to do these opportunities and to keep a character so vibrant. And if you watch him wrestle, he is on pace with the young guys every single time. His drop-down, throat punch, his um, uh, suplexes, everything. I mean, he's snapping it like he's Bret the Hitman Hart. And he's older than these dudes. <laughs> And it's like, man, you know, just get it in. Every time I see him wrestle, like, I'm so impressed by how better he's gotten than when he was. I mean, he was pretty crazy when he was wrestling uh, Roddy Piper and stuff like that. But now, I mean, if we could have this gold dust back then, oh, man, he'd have had a belt several times over and, you know, just blown our minds. But he's got a little bit more in the tank before he retires. But like I said, I'd like to see him go as himself. But it's going to take Cody to make that happen. I'm just I'm I'm upset that they banned one of my favorite moves by Goldust. Which one? Shattered Dreams. Yeah, I don't understand that mess either. <laughs> I but love he, that move. He hasn't kicked anybody in the nuts in over 15 to 20 years. Every time he's done it now, it has been spot on where it's supposed to be. No issues at all. Meanwhile, you ban that, but curb stomp. Oh, yeah, just go ahead. Just stomp that dude's face into the ground. Concussion. Pretty much. <laughs> like, 
You, you guys didn't get that memo? Who said that that was a good idea? You know, we should be doing that. This is how you take this move class. Instead of just putting somebody out there like, okay, I guess that's time to go home. Sure, no problem. Let's do the – oh, my God, he's knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Great oh, move, Seth Rollins. Added yeah. to my character, but at the same time, <laughs> they should do like a this is how you take it class at the performance center if they don't do it already with some of the new guys before they do some of these crazy moves that's just mind blowing. And thank goodness they're not, you know, stealing more moves. Like go to sleep every time I see that. It's like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! Thank goodness, only a couple people are using that because somebody could get killed. Well, but you also—it's quite a few moves. Oh man, uh, dang! I just had one on the tip of my tongue too. Randy Orton when he was running around punting people in the head. Yeah, that was rough too. And the, the legitimate concussions. Mm-hmm. So. so those first couple ones were were rough and ugly to watch. Because he didn't know how to pull it back then. And, you know, he, he can do it now. But, man, oh, God. All praise to the ones that took those early punts. Like, he did it. He did it for the cause. You made him good. But, man, that's a sacrifice. Well, before we get out of here tonight, you, you, you we got to do a one-on-one. I'm, if y'all haven't seen – I, I I believe I retweeted it. The Don Rodriguez entrance on WWE 2K19. And let, 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 let's hear that, that, that promo from the Don himself. Oh, you got to. Oh, that's right. You, you are ready to do yours, though, right? I'm assuming. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm bowing out early tonight because I already know what's coming. So I'm already I'm bowing out early on this one. Once you oh, see the, the 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 entrance video, you'll understand why I bowed out because I'm like I can't compete against that. Oh it's, my goodness! It's said in show business. Never go on behind animal acts, children, and Ray Lewis. Add the Don to that list. I'm not going on behind the Don. You will not boo me. The stage is yours, <laughs> sir. Well, I don't know what to say other than, ladies and gentlemen, this is not Paul Heyman. This is your one and only People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, live, in person, and now represented at WWE 2K19, as you can see on the Twitters, as you can see on the Facebooks, as one day you'll see on WWE programming. The only way to make sure that you get a piece of this is right now, while you're listening to the Sideline Junkies, Mr., as you see in 2K19, WCW Saturday Night Baby, running a mothership, is here, making it happen five days, six days, seven days a week. Doesn't matter if it's in a WWE ring, a WCW ring, if they wreck one of those, a ring of honor. Doesn't matter where I go. I go to New Japan, and the result is the same every single time. The crowd pops. I come out, drop them, and what else is there left to do? Count the one, two, three, grab a drink, grab a lady, go home and take a nap. Because that's what I do. I'm your guy. You chose me, and I just show up and put in work and then relax. Everybody else has got to try to get to my level 
but I don't know how they're going to get there because there's no steps. I am that guy. There was the bar, and then there's me above the bar. And that's where you will find the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. So say it the people's choice. So say it Mr. Saturday Night. So say it Mr. WCW Saturday Night on 2K19. And that's the bottom line. You got it. And right then, you thought I was going to follow that up? <laughs> you can follow that up. Yeah, you start good with a Vicky Guerrero. That's if you a just excuse me eight times, there you go. <laughs> That's no no competition. Like like I've done my share of 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 of, of in you know walking down the ramp. The entrances, how it would go. That right there, I said, nah, I'm not even in that league. I wasn't in that league like five six years ago. I'm not in that league now. Man, you, you do good work. I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate that. That's a labor of love. Hey, well, guess what? I, I loved it. I, I really did. I had to. I had to love it on, on on Twitter. Just wow, man. Wow. And then I thought about. It. I said, you know what? I would have to make. I would have to create a like a a seven foot cross hybrid between uh, uh the big show and 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 like. Kevin Nash with a little bit of Sid Vicious in there. I would have to take so many parts of people to make a wrestler that could defeat the Don. I don't know. Speaking of parts, your challenge is to go watch it again and break down all the different entrance musics that I put in there. The last one is I'll give you is Tamina because uh, she's not around. You may not have listened to her theme in a long time. But, you know, I threw out some great homage to uh, some amazing superstars and one, which I'm like, you know what? I've always just liked that song. And, um, you know, hopefully she enjoyed hearing it because I added her into uh, my tweet uh, or tweet. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I was like, I got to add that in there. And then also through a, a big high five to one of my favorite uh, performers and, and, wrestlers and, and superstars of all time as well. So go back and listen to the theme music and then see if you can uh, pull out who uh, those other folks are that were joining Tamina in that entrance. But it's always fun. You know, Don Rodriguez has been around for a long time since good old days of no mercy. <clears throat> and WW uh, was a uh, WrestleMania 2000 and, WCW versus NWO, Revenge, and all those good days. So he's been putting that work from then all the way up until now, with the exception of WrestleMania 2000, because that was some garbage. Not, not, not 2000, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 21 on the original Xbox. The worst wrestling game ever done. <clears throat> ever done. It was horrible. Horrible. Sorry, THQ. Y'all killed that one. Jim Rock style. You killed that one. <laughs> Well, awesome, awesome, awesome recap of Super Showdown. Even greater to, to hear a Don Rodriguez promo. Yeah, more I, where that comes from. He may show up again. I'm, 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 and you know, it's like when the Road Warriors walk in the building, and you like, oh, we wrestled them tonight. Okay, you know, I'm just packing my bag, heading. Don't worry about paying me. I'm, I'm gone. I'm walking out the door. I'm 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 not gonna play this game with you tonight. Oh man, you got some fire in there. I know 
I know you have one. Trust me. We have been through wars together for some, you know, championship belts and all that stuff and all kind of crazy stuff that has happened in some uh, Disney establishments that shall <laughs> not be discussed, even though they don't exist anymore. Big ups to uh, ESPN Zone. But I know you got some straight fire Becky Lynch style up in there. We will find that. And then the people's choice will go one-on-one with the KG and we'll see what's going to go down. In that case, I, I'm going to have to put something together. I might, I might have to, I, I, I would have to dig deep and then pull some things out of the closet. Cause I, I don't, I don't know if, if the true King can ever come back. I thought I, I put Maybe that away. Not broken enough. Hey, I'm, I'm, I might, <laughs> I might have to, I might have to bring that persona back. I mean, wasn't too cocky, but he got the job done. Well, we need him. Hanging brain team. buster for the finisher. That's what it was. It was called the crown and scepter. Mm. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, until, well, sideline junkies will be back tomorrow morning for the NFL pregame. Oh, yeah. But the Don and myself, we will be on hiatus for approximately six days because <laughs> we will be back again Saturday night. And when we come back next Saturday night, I'll be a whole 37 years old. Oh, gosh, 37. Yeah, I'm just a young buck. Yeah, I know. Don Rodriguez is older than you <laughs> in real life. But in video game, when you watch that at entrance, he's about 27. I'm just saying. Hey, that, that's the prime of a wrestling career. Now, you, now, you know, if, if he got the Ric Flair timeline, your prime is from like 27 to about 53-ish. Shoot, Ric Flair, we talking 27 to 77. <laughs> I mean, he can still go like the like the fabulous Moolah May Young. Yeah, because they were uh, – May Young was in her 80s and still taking bumps. Mm-hmm. I, I, I only aspire to be able to do that when I'm in my 80s. Amen to that. That's that old school style right there. Trust me. You give Ric Flair six months to tell him he can get the championship again, I guarantee you he'll be back in uh, ring bump shape and and out there doing it again. Guarantee you he'll do it again. If they ever did that, number one, just seeing him compete for the championship always gets me on the edge of my seat. I'm going to straight mark out for that because that'll mean 17. 17. That means no longer tied with John Cena. That would mean 17. Well, technically 19. They got got quite a few. It should be more than that, but they got quite a few uh, title reigns that don't count. You know, and I'm using air quotations here. They don't count. Mm -hmm. That's that old school uh, dark match. Yeah. Well, you got to keep the continuity once it gets on TV. I don't want to hear that. Exactly. Give the man his, his credit, but it is what it is. But we know that John hey. Cena's nowhere close. No. And you know what? I was looking at uh, Unbreakable Wrestling Records, and they always said that Flair 16 was attainable. But they never had – at the time, John Cena was, I think, at like seven or eight. They said Triple H was going to be the one that took it, and he was at 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Cena pretty much just bowed out, so I don't foresee him in the title run 
anytime soon. There's nobody that's going to hit that in the Attitude Era generation. It's not going to happen. Unless they gift wrap that to Cena, which I think the crowd would be mad. That would be the equivalent of worse of two evils. Are we going to let Roman have the belt, or are we going to be happy Cena has the belt? And they'll just be like, well, give it to Cena. <laughs> that's what the universe will say. Just give it to Cena. Well, Lisa won't be finger poke doom. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're welcome, Kevin Nash, for that <laughs> for that call back there. But I I would love to see Flair get a title shot. Now, I mean, granted, when he was a part of Evolution, who's who will be back together, all together, in what a week for uh, SmackDown's a thousand one thousandth episode. Mm-hmm. So all the evolution will be back. He did get an Intercontinental Championship run, and then he had a chance to win one of the heavyweight titles and just came up short. I'd like to see that again, but I don't want to see him come up short. It don't even have to be. A, it could be a Vince McMahon reign. He wins it on Sunday night at a pay-per-view. Everybody celebrates, and then he officially, you know, hey, this is it for my in-ring career, and then you got to hold a tournament to find a replacement. I agree, because it would be awesome to see him come out in the robe, stand next to Charlotte, champion and champion. That'd be insane. Now, see, once again, I have a vision. You take it, you wipe, wipe the smudges off of it, you paint it up even beautifuler. And, yeah, that's the word, beautifuler. That's, <laughs> the, that's a new word. Oh, my goodness. Call Webster's. I, Call Webster's. Dang. Now, see, you didn't got me started now. Now I, now I got to go right and put some scenarios down. Whew, boy. We need to start submitting some of this stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, only they would take it, trust me. I tried. Uh, help me, please. WWE Creative, Stephanie, Triple H. The Don has the tools. He has the mind. He has the magic. Tap into oh. me. Tap into me. I'll be a consultant. A high paid consultant. I'll drop to Stanford. Hey, no, really, I, I would. I, I, I would. I would ride with you. Hey, kids, I'm not coming home ever. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Where are you going? I'm getting on my noble white steed to ride to Stanford with the Don. That's right. I'm going around. <laughs> Put me on a roof. Let me go ahead and battle on the rooftop. I'll take a so cold punch. Hey. If only, if only it was just that easy. Those are good old days. Well, let's get on up out of here. I uh, thank you, thank Delante for joining us for a little bit tonight. Um, Absolutely, always, Don. Thank you, thank you for your, your your insight, your wisdom, everything, man. Thank you for having me, sir. You 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 just ah, you make this what it is. You you make me look forward to Saturday nights even more now. Welcome to the mothership. <laughs> so be be sure to tune in on Sunday. Link will be posted by no later than 11, 30, 12 o'clock tomorrow for your pregame and uh, all our picks and, you know, little stats and a breakdown from Thursday night. So until then, everybody have a good Saturday night. See you in the morning. Good night.